your succulent there. It's nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a little <laughs> a plastic, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about politics in the church and really just to unveil this dark deception that is over a lot of us in the church and outside of the church and all this confusion. Um, stay tuned for that. Welcome back to the Creative Curious Podcast. I am here with the one and only Jonathan Bryce. But before Max switches over to Jonathan, I want to tell you what this podcast is about. It is about learning how to walk with God together, glorify Him with every single day that we live. And so on this ep- on this podcast, we want to equip you with the tools in which to walk forward. And we do that through stories, conversations, and ideas. Okay, I've been reading a Bible verse. It is in Proverbs 3, 7. It says, don't be impressed by your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And I was just reading that this morning. I'm like, man. How many people are impressed by their own wisdom? So just let that kind of sink into you guys. I'm going to introduce our guest today. We have here Jonathan Bryce, a man of God, an evangelist, a college minister, and a family man that uh, just leads his community well and leads us to uh, glorifying God more. So welcome, mm-hmm. Jonathan. And thank you so much for having me on. I Dude. appreciate it. It's fun. I was just gonna like okay, so this podcast has a little bit different of a tone than I expected because we happened to time it right on the nineteenth, right after, right yeah. in this transitional period. Yep. That's it. Um, and you know, I want to drop a bomb, but not in the way of like dogging on people for their for their for their political ideologies right or anything like that yep. but but let's get real let's talk about this this veil of confusion and deception that is is that that we okay regardless of whatever your political beliefs are we have been distracted as a people we have been focused on the wrong things and we need to sync up with the heart of god and really refresh our minds and say okay what is this king what are we living for are we living for you know uh quote unquote physical freedoms or are we living for kingdom values you know and like kind of where those sync up so so what's the i guess my question is is what do you what do you mean by what do you mean the what's the veil of deception or what's the if you could help me understand a little bit well i think a lot of times with this day and age with social media we get distracted by just the next headline the next um little thing and so i wanted to talk to you about where is the line to where we can be involved in politics be involved in what is going on in our world and what is the line where we just need to we need to step back we need to sync up with the heart of god and we need to focus on uh the truth of the gospel and and telling people about that gotcha so i think that there is a there's a, a pretty big misconception on the idea of sacred and secular mm. and that like somehow in in Christianity we have we've taken this idea of <clears throat> that if it if it has to do with church, if it has to do with prayer, if it has to do with the Bible, if it has to do with ministry, then it makes it sacred. Mm. Um, whereas if it has to do with politics, if it has to do with work, if it has to do with, you know, university, whatever, sure. that makes it secular somehow that God doesn't touch all those things. But the Bible's pretty clear that all of those things, you look at you look at Romans thirteen mm-hmm. and you look at um if you wanna if you want to go to if yeah, you want to yeah. check out Romans thirteen, he he talks about um like police officers and people that are called to protect us um from from evil and it and they, they don't wield the sword for nothing. Mm. And um, it seems like God sets these people in place. Let me see here. This is the New Living, by the way. So it's not okay. your it's not your marked reference Bible. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. And and yeah, 
These authorities, the authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you're doing wrong, of course you should be afraid for they have the power to punish you. I was driving down, I was driving down, my dog got out this morning and was like, you know, running amok. And uh, I went down to the end of the street and turned down the street and there's a police officer parked there and this sweet guy got out and tried to help me with my dog and like sweet guy. But I know that that guy's job like he is sent there, whether he knows it by not, the Bible, uh, whether he knows it or not, the Bible is very clear that they are ministers. They're God's ministers mm. to protect us from evil. Mm. Um, they're God's servants sent for the purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. Mm. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too. Now that's another thing that nobody wants to, you know, nobody <laughs> wants to talk about. Nobody wants to, and 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 there's things especially that are coming down the road. Like we don't know in this next administration if if uh, if Biden is going to do something like the Equality Act, which could which could affect a lot of churches, mm. where it's going to be, you know, if you don't perform uh, a gay marriage in your church, which is which is clearly unbiblical. Sure. And if you don't if you don't do it, then your ter- your your church has to to pay taxes. But oh. the thing is, is that if we're living by faith, have you heard of this or no? Mm-mm. It's a thing, dude. Wow. It's a thing. But uh, I don't think that we we don't have to be afraid of this stuff. Mm. You know, um, if we have to pay some taxes, we have to pay some taxes. You know who else paid taxes? Who else paid taxes in the Bible? Somebody else paid taxes <laughs> in the New Testament. Who did that? The Jews. Well, yeah, the Jews did, but Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. And in his own dad's temple, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like he, he didn't have to pay taxes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, if we got to pay a little more taxes, we'll we'll pay a little more taxes. Mm. I I think that we are entering into the most exciting time of mm. of history, sure. like ever. And I think we're gonna have a blast. But I think that, I think that we have to take away this idea that there are secular and sacred. Mm. Uh, differences and that mm. everything God calls everything sacred. Mm. Like the way that I, the way, the way that I treat my car, the way that I treat my dog, the way that I treat my lawn, the way that I treat my neighbor. Does that make sense? Yeah. All of that reflects my relationship with Jesus. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely think we, that's made, a nice Bible. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can like scan it with a phone and it brings up more resources like Dude, Bible that's project fun. videos and stuff. It's I cool. think sick. Um, but yeah, a lot of people use Romans 13 in two different ways you know a lot of times they use it against what you're saying and they use it for what you're saying right you know um but i definitely do like i I love where where you're at where your head's at is we kind of try to separate this thing uh, being spiritual or like you know being a christian and like living real life and we we kind of have separated the two but they're inherently intertwined within you know the constructs of this biblical worldview and yeah. so how do we, you know, like a- along those lines of what you're saying, can you explain more of wh- what you mean by, but not separating the sacred from the everyday living as a, a father of Jesus? You mean like, like, what do you mean? You mean like, how do you, <laughs> like, it's a huge <laughs> like, question. Like, like the Lordship of Jesus? Yeah. Like, so, so is it, for, for instance, is it bad for someone that follows Jesus, that that God is, the, Jesus is the Lord of their life yeah. to, to not care about politics, to not care about what's happening in their community. Like, and just say, oh, well, I'm just going to stay away with my Bible. Just kind of, gotcha. you know, um, you know, I think that, I think you're there, spicy, Jonathan. I, well, I, <laughs> I think there was a day, I think there was a time. Here's the thing is God is exciting. Mm. He's always exciting and he's always fun. And when politics reflect, um, when they reflect the Bible and when they reflect our founding fathers, what they intended it to be, which is to protect those that can't protect themselves and to take care of the orphan and the widowed and to, and to take personal responsibility mm. and to like, to flourish and, and ultimately, so, okay. And ultimately the grid is always to spread the gospel. So like that is, that is the reason our country was founded is so that our country could be a blessing to the rest of the world and that our, our country could be the greatest mission sending missions giving country. And so that we could, we could spread the gospel. And so it is my personal opinion that anything that hinders the spread of the gospel should be prayed away. Mm. 
and it should be stood up against. And anything that takes the life of the innocent, you know, that's one of those things that God mm. hates. God hates a haughty look. He hates a proud, or he had a, hates a haughty look. He hates a lying tongue. He hates those that sow discord among the brethren. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. Mm. And so those things ought to get our attention. Um, I think that if you're something, something my friend Daniel taught me a long, long time ago was that you just learn. You learn how to minister wherever you're at, wh- whoever you're with, wherever you go. And um, I don't know if I, I, I think I think one reason that I think one reason that everybody has tuned in for the last four years is because you know we we had a president who was very spicy, who said a lot of stuff. But that he he backed a lot of it up with what he actually did, and and a lot of what he said. I mean, he was he was probably the most pro life president that we ever had, uh, and not just in words. He didn't just make a promise and then go back on it. He actually he actually mm. did what he said he was going to do as far as as far as and and it and if you are a Christian, if you are a Bible believing Christian, you believe in the sanctity of life. You believe that. Babies are valuable. I have five of them. You know what I mean? Like, I love babies. Yeah. And I have a couple in heaven. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. stoked to meet them someday. Yeah. And and that's what we believe, is that every person is made in God's image. And then you and I think that's why it was so much fun. And unfortunately now, and I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, I don't know what's I don't I don't know what's to come. But the further the closer that we get to God, the more there's two things that happen when you get um when you get close to the Lord is you become more real and you become more wise and you become more unselfish. The further that you get from God, the more selfish and stupid you get. It's guaranteed. The further you get from God, you get abs- you go crazy. Does that make sense? Yeah. You lose your mind. And But the closer you get to the Lord, you actually get wiser and you get better. Your life is gooder. That's not a word, <laughs> yeah. but your life is more good. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it's more exciting. And so I think, and I think that politics, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really ever pay attention until these last four years. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did you? No, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you didn't really know. You didn't really but care. I got what was going really on. into it for a while. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was exciting. You're like, what's going to happen next? It was right. like, but, and I would say that the mainstream media, even they made a ton of money off Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, sure. I kind of don't know what they're going to do now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because like, if you look at the difference, like, I, you know, just out of purely anecdotal, like you, you see, like I see, at least on YouTube, I see like the difference in numbers. Trump gets on and it's like millions. And then there's like a few hundred thousand on like a Biden press conference. It's just like, yeah. this person is a performer and he yeah. is real and he's attractive and, and, and moves things and, and gets you oh whoa that's wow he said that you know like yeah and then biden you're like okay someone's telling him what to say right the whole time yeah so like okay one thing i just extrapolating this is hilarious dude we're like totally in <laughs> i said that i wasn't gonna do that like <laughs> I wasn't gonna talk about all this stuff and now we're talking about it so well that's well, okay it's, it's okay because the 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 deal is like you said, the closer you get to God, the more real you become. Yeah. And one thing I know our community has been doing, and and even like Daniel encouraged, you know, uh, uh, some some people to do um, that. Aiden and Bruce and I was just get real with the people that are close to you. Like if you can't do that, then wh- what are you doing? Yeah, that's true. You know. So like, okay. The the question on my mind is: there's some people that that think, okay, okay. This is the question biblically is there is there a policy that is more important than others like yeah absolutely okay i mean you mean like are there is there policy more more valuable than others yes like for for instance like fighting for being pro life absolutely versus you know gender equality or something like that these are two very like you know triggering topics yeah but but like on because people say okay every sin is equal like god sees every sin is equal but i don't which i would argue i don't necessarily believe that okay yeah 
I mean, like if your little kid tells a lie, there's a huge difference between a little kid telling a lie and somebody murdering an old lady. Yes. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't and get me wrong. Like, just it's, it's not right that a lie will send you to hell. But like, let's be honest. Do you want to stand before God with a lie on your conscience? Or do you want to stand before God with an innocent old lady's, you know, blood on your hands? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, there's definitely what's fun though. What's fun about being a Christian is that all of them are held up equally in, in the sense that like, let's take gender equality. The Bible, Jesus Christ gives more dignity like before Jesus, like women had no, they they had no rights. They had no, like in society, mm. in the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Jesus, he talked with women. There were women that were his followers. Like he allowed women like within his circle. He gave dignity to women. Like he, he Jesus loves women. Like mm. he thinks that women are incredible. And he... And he brings dignity and value to them. And at the same time, like lets the children come to him and blesses the children. He does both at the same time. And so it just depends on the lens that you're looking at it through. If you're saying gender equality as in like, I want to, uh, man, this is, this is spicy, bro. (laughs) This is spicy. If you're saying like gender equality in the sense that you want to make, you want to Make everybody exactly the same. Make everybody exactly the same. The Bible is pretty clear that like women can do stuff that I can't do. Like, I mean, I mean, you it's know what I'm obvious. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like as much as you want to say, you know what I mean? Like a dude can be a dude can't be a chick. Like it just mm-hmm. can't. Can't I can't have a child? You know what I'm right. saying? Like my wife can have a child, and there's things about my wife that make her the mother of our home that Mm. I will just never be right. Like she is nurturing. She is gracious. She is. And it's more than just physical quality. No, it's more, it's It's, much more. It's, it's the spiritual essence. It's who God has made her to be. It's, you know what I mean? When she is close to God, I was talking to a guy last night about this, about like, you know, uh, I think that anxiety and depression and all these things that we've, we have believed this lie that we don't, that we cannot choose our thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says clearly, clearly that we are to take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if God says to take every thought captive, that must mean that I am able to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me to say that my thoughts just ran amok and that I, you know, that I have these depressing thoughts and they just like, they just barge in and there's nothing I can do about it. That may be real, but it is not true. Mm-hmm. It may be real to you. That, and that's the whole thing is differentiating between what is real and what is true. If you sure. get some guy, let's say some dude busts into this awesome studio and he's like, you got to come outside. There is a purple Godzilla. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, tr- you know, tromping yeah. down the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we step outside and there's nothing there. You know what I mean? We're like, bro, there's, and he's like, no. And he's perspiring. His eyes, you know, his his uh, his pupils are dilated. Sure. Now, is that real? Is that purple Godzilla real? No, it's not. Well, real to him, yes. yeah. it's real to him. Yeah. It's real to him. It is real. Mm. It is real to him. Right. But it is. Is it true in objective reality? No. No, it's not. It's not true. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, whenever we reference this book, whenever we're talking about this. We're, what we're saying is this is true truth. Mm. This is objective truth that, that you can take to the bank mm. that doesn't that doesn't change. And so, <clears throat> man, what was the rabbit? Why did I go on this rabbit tra- trail? Oh, talking about girls. Okay. <laughs> so so to say that... The topic Jonathan loves. To say that, dude, yeah, I love my wife. My wife is awesome. So to say that you cannot that you have no control over your thoughts. Hmm. It may be that may be real to you, but according to the Bible, that is not true. You right. God has given you the ability if the Bible's true. If the Bible's not true, then just do whatever you want. Just you know throw everything saying? out of the just window. Just throw out the window. Yeah. You, you can be a purple violet squish and run <laughs> around with a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whatever. So but if the Bible's true, that means that I have the ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can take every thought captive. Like, 
I don't have to think this way. And, and, and here, here's the other thing is you cannot directly control your feelings. Mm. You can't directly control your feelings. You can indirectly control your feelings. Okay. And the way that you indirectly control your feelings is by controlling your thoughts, by mm. allowing. So this is all circling back to what you said. I'm not even going to touch the girl thing again is the thing that you said earlier was what is the, uh, oh, I forgot what you said. What did he say at the beginning? No, no, no. It had to do with, oh, the, oh, 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 yeah. oh, at what line is it okay to be into politics or whatever? Yeah. Is as, as much as it brings happiness to God, like enjoy what he's made and mm -hmm. be involved in it as much as the Lord has, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like boycott certain stores if you don't like what they represent. Mm -hmm. uh, watch, watch the... There's just a lot of stuff online and there's a lot of stuff that everybody's trying to control the narrative. Everybody's trying to control what stories are being told. Everybody's painting a picture. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And we are painting a picture. And what we're trying to do as Christians is we're not trying to paint a picture of Donald Trump. We're not, we're not trying to paint a picture of Joe Biden. We are trying to paint a picture of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. In other words, like, so whatever, whatever system will best facilitate evangelism, I'm 110% behind. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Anything that stands up against that, I'm not for. Mm. Anything that takes away the freedom to preach the gospel, not into it. Mm. Not saying that if we get persecuted, if persecution comes, dude, you best watch out because it's going to blow up. Like revival, like the Lord, anytime persecution comes, church grows. Right. All the time. It's crazy. It's the only thing that that happens. Oh yeah, dude. It's unstoppable. It's <laughs> yeah. the best. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's awesome. So I want to, I want to hone deeper in cause we're talking about the church here and, and most, if not all of the people that watch this are Bible loving believers that, that want to be strengthened in truth in their faith. So it seems to me like we're having this, like we're, we're entering this prophesied great falling away and this kind of splitting of the church Who's saying that it, it just seems like to me oh okay it seems like to me that there is there is uh there as along with the rest of the world yeah there there's this thing that is happening within the church body where this this is my question do you think that we we've lost touch with reality you know like as a global church like as the western church like do you think there is this out of touch nature of like what is real and what actually matters, like being centered on truth versus just feelings and this like progressive kind of Christianity. Okay. In one sense, I think that we have, I think a lot of, I think that, and I don't, I don't normally, I think that there's a lot of really wonderful. I mean, if you're talking about the Western church versus the rest of the church, like mm -hmm. in the world, like in persecuted churches in China, I got, I have a friend in, in, um, in a Middle Eastern country where there is no church. Mm. And the, that church, I think it's very aware of what the gospel really is. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're growing, they understand what it is. But if you're, if you're referring to like a, the church as in uh, like a prosperity gospel, mm. then I mean, yeah, like if it, if it's, if it's a gospel that doesn't include a very strong, um, what we need right now or what, what I personally, what I need right now is a, is a gospel that is like, Lord, I, I repent of all of the, anything that keeps me from you as far as selfishness goes mm. and your life is totally mine. I mean, and, and my life is totally yours. And, uh, I mean, it just depends on church to church. Yeah. It, it just depends. Well, what I'm seeing right now is like, it's trendy to be a Christian, like on okay. Instagram and stuff, you know, to like, because, uh, you know, for, to be honest, Christians are stylish. We got the style We're really in tune for the most part. It seems like I didn't know that <laughs> See, being a Christian meant or was you're not, real? you're not very active on Instagram then. Like <laughs> I don't have Instagram. See, that's the thing. Like, that <laughs> it's crazy they like it's literally it's propaganda right it's the it's the lens in which we see two different things. i don't know i don't have a, i don't have instagram 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Max is laughing over there. But but it's it's at least around here, I see, at least for me, I see there's differences between some like you you go on campus and you okay. ask people they, okay let me let me connect with you you go on campus and you ask people hey do you know jesus it's like oh yeah i'm a christian it's okay. like meet me at northgate tomorrow you know right yeah like, to which i would say like if you know first corinthians 6 9 like you you can't be a drunkard and go to heaven like uh, my <clears throat> i mean wait what's the question <laughs> you're saying like you're saying like i mean yeah if if you're if you're talking about I mean, it, yeah, there's always going to be, but I feel like this is, this is, is, this is large scale. Like this isn't just like isolated, like there, like this is a large portion of what yeah. we call Christian. I would, you know? I would say, but I think, but I also think that now more than ever it, this is, I don't think that that's going to be for very much longer. I okay. think that, I think that we're about to see God do some amazing things. And I think that this is, we are living in a time where the line is going to be very clear and it, and it, and it, it's not that God is, pardon me, Eli, Eli told this to me the other day and I thought it was really, I thought it was a very wise thing. It's not that God is drawing a line is God is just uncovering a line. In other words, there's always been a line. Does that make sense? No. And so, and I think that with, with the climate that we're in and with this new administration and with, and who knows it's, it's always good whenever you have like gnarliness right up in your face because you have to have conviction. Mm. You have to have like, like, do you, <laughs> do you think that babies should be killed? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that a child should change their gender because they feel like it one day? No. You know what I mean? Like, do mm. you think that it's okay to, to marry, you know, two people of the same gender? No. You know what I mean? Like it, and, and, and there's going to be, there's going to be pushback. There's going to be, it's going to get wild. It's gonna and, if, get, and if we call ourselves Christian, are these things that, that we have to be like centered on? Well, you can call yourself a Christian. I mean, you can say like, this is the text. Like, this is the book. Like, as far as the, I mean, you know, as far as like the founding documents of what a Christian is, this is where we get it from. I'm not making up rules that... <laughs> You know, I'm not like just, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying like, cause like who doesn't, you know, if, 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 if somebody just wants, I mean, you know, if you, you can call yourself a Christian, but it's not, if you're okay with just sleeping around or being, you know, getting drunk every now and again, or getting high or do, you know what I'm saying? Like you can say you're a Christian, but the Bible says that you're not. Mm. Does that make sense? And people, people have, people have a hard time with that. People have a hard time with the idea of hell, Mm. but, but. Honestly, right. honestly, judgment is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Judgment is an awesome thing because it tells me like at, at the end of everything, like I am just a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a lanky dude with a big nose from Corpus Christi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm nobody. I'm just a dude. But I matter so much to God that at the end of this life and at the end of everything, he is going to set aside the time to take me up in front of it to him alone all alone and he's going to look over my life Mm. that's incredible that's incredible that should be empowering that should be exciting that should be energizing that should be i don't know whatever i'm saying all these stupid words but you know what i'm saying like that should be that's pretty awesome that means that your life that max's life that my life is significant. That means that no one is a zero, no matter how you feel. You know what I'm saying? People are killing themselves right now because they're cooped up in their homes and they think that their life means nothing. And what our message is, is no, Jesus made you in God's image and you are valuable to God. And that even if you are stuck in your home, you can still change the world from your, from your home. Does that make sense? Yeah. By loving God, you are choosing the most valuable thing you can by through prayer through seeking God's face, you are literally connected to the source of all life, of all goodness. Mm. Of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can change the world. And um, I think I think that for a lot of young people, that's what they that's the message they need to hear today because they're mm. they're not going to hear it from 
you're just a, a clump of cells. Mm. You know, people are just like, yeah, kill your babies. It's just a clump of cells. You're not just a clump of cells. You're made in the infinite triune God's image. Mm. You're a tiny, a tiny little uh, photograph of the infinite triune person. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, yada, yada. Dude, that's incredible. No, this, this, this idea that our lives to God are so valuable that it's documented and then we're going to go back over it and say, yeah. wow, you did that. Oh, oh look my at God. that. Look at this. Yeah. Look what, and even all the stuff that you didn't think was that big of a deal. You know what mm. I mean? Like when you said, like, I'm not going to cheat on this test or I'm going to pray for this lady in line or mm. I'm going to all that stuff matters to God. People think I'm sorry. People think that their lives don't people's like your life matters to the Lord. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That I'm sure that you've heard it on the show before, but that book, Francis Schaeffer's no little people, no little places. Yeah. Just the title alone. It's true. There are absolutely no little people and there's no little places. And this is a Louis Vuitton Yeti <laughs> cup. This is a Louis Vuitton <laughs> A&M yeah. Yeti cup. If you don't have one, then you you just you just don't. You don't. It's sad. This is a great latte. Thank you, Max. Appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah. So honestly, um, well, real quick, our friend Joel, and I think this ties back in. He says... The distinction between true Christianity and cultural Christianity will soon become more easily distinguished in the U.S. So then I want to ask you, it's like, as a true Christian, in an age of upcoming persecution, whether it be now or it be, you know, a couple years from now, how do we find the balance between being slow to speak and, you know, letting your life be the testimony and, you know, standing up for what we know to be true? Mm. So the word balance is kind of an Eastern word. So I am not a balanced person. And I think it's okay not... I would dare to say that Paul the Apostle was not very balanced. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the guy got... Okay, I can't remember. I think it's Acts 13. He's like... He goes in and he preaches and, and he's with... Uh, oh, who's he with? He's not with Silas. I can't... But anyways, they think he's... You know, they think he's a god and they freak out... And they stone him to death. They stone Paul to death. I mean, you got to be like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, for somebody, I'm pretty sure they weren't joking. They stoned him to death. So he was dead. Like, it's pretty he, heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> He's dead. Like, it's not like, oh, we threw a couple of rocks at him and chased him out of town. No, mm. it's like, no, this, this guy is dead. So they take his dead corpse and they pitch it outside of the gates of the city. Okay. I mean... That is insane. And after they throw his body out of the out of the city, all of his homies gather around and they're like, oh, you know what I mean? They're like, dang, you know, like <laughs> this sucks. Like, and they're like praying over him. They're like, what do we do? Homeboy comes back. Okay. He comes back and he goes back in. And the crazy part is, you know, uh, the next day, he goes like 50 miles to the next town after he just got like stoned. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, no, that's determination. But just, right just the, so like, that's not a balanced person. You know what I mean? That's not a, yeah, that makes sense. Most people would say, like, why would you, like, yeah. why would you let these people stone you to death? We have no right. idea what that's even like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know what that's like. I've been in, I've been in big crowds of angry people before. I've had like, lesbians grab my arm you know and mm. like oh wow that's real scary you know for some lady to grab your arm and get, let you know they don't like you no that's not you know what i mean it's like this is america it's not that big of a deal you get stoned to death they throw you out of the city you come back to life and you go back in mm. you go back into the same place that we'll killed you thing. and do the same thing again that's not balanced yeah. and so i would say that Every it, Winky Prattney has a has an incredible article on balance, and an organism that's in perfect balance is right on the edge of death. Like mm. in other words, like chemistry wise, biologically, yeah, it's true. If something is perfectly balanced, it means it's about to die. I think that we are built, we are built for. I'm not gonna say extremes, but we're we're meant to have fun, dude. We're meant to mm. we're 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 meant to be radical for the gospel. Yeah, we're yeah, it's supposed to be fun, dude. Yeah. It's just supposed to, I mean, I don't want to not have fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that you say that. Forget that. You know what I mean? It's weird because like I, I think about it. I'm like, I don't think there's any scripture. There's scripture that talks about being wise and diligent. But 
but there's no scripture that says be balanced. No, it says <laughs> to be like tempered and to be, uh, what's it called? I mean, you want to be like, you want to be gentle. You want to be, but all of those things require like, like even that, even that term gentleness, like think about it. Like you have this like raging lion that, that you're trusting God to tame in that moment to be gentle. Mm. That's fun. Like that's exciting. It's like I'm in this battle and, and my flesh wants to freak out, but God is commanding me to be gentle. That's exciting. Mm. That's not like, that's not boring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what kind of uh, has someone from my family said this? They're like, please, please just just don't say anything that could get you killed. Like on your podcast, just 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 don't go there. Like, just make sure you're not going to say anything that would get you killed. And that always like rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, if I say something to get get me killed, that's probably means I'm saying something worth Dude, saying. Dude, nowadays, <laughs> I guarantee you, we've already said like 50 things that'll get us killed on this podcast. <laughs> there, nowadays, it's not even a. It's not even like it's just. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna get wild. Mm. It's just hilarious, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's exciting. So what are you what are you excited about most going into to this semester? You know, we do college missions uh, in ministry going into this semester, going into 2021. Yeah. What are you excited and pumped about? Like, I've been like really excited. I'm like, we're going to we're going to do more podcasts than we've ever done. We're going to yeah. go on campus and I'm yeah. going to tell people straight up hey you know jesus like like yeah like josh says he's like bro don't even sugarcoat it just literally throw it in their yeah. face you know absolutely uh, and we we did that max and i did that the other day and and it worked <laughs> it's just like i this guy gets in the elevator i'm like hey you know who jesus is and he's like he's from another country and i just ding 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 yeah. the nations <laughs> and, yeah and we started talking to him and, and he texted max he's like Dang, people are so nice here, <laughs> you know. And yeah. we're just straight up. We're like, you want to be friends with us? Like, do you know Jesus? We love Jesus, and we want to tell you about him. Yeah. The, you know? the crazy part is, um, he was like, I have heard of Jesus, but I've never really met him. It's mm. like, so we have an yeah. opportunity, yeah, to now be these ambassadors of Christ. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I could have Bailey and I could have been total turds in the elevator, <laughs> and he would think, oh, he had a cross necklace on. These are what Christians are like. But no, it's mm. like. People are hungry yeah. for something real now. Yeah. Or we could have done what was easy yeah. and just said nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is really easy. And it's like actually what we're what we're told to do and say, hey, just mind your own business. Nah, dude, that's no fun. <laughs> so that's what are you no excited fun. about? 2021, uh, this spring semester. It, it feels I like revival's this, on the edge of Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is gonna be personally, I think this is gonna be the greatest year of our lives. I think that God is going to, I just think that God is about to do some wonderful things. Mm -hmm. I'm reading this book. If you've never read this book or if you've never heard of this book, it's called Azusa Street. It's by a guy named Frank Bartleman. And it is a a firsthand account about what happened at Azusa Street um, in California, Los Angeles, California, through a man named uh, William Seymour or Willie Mm -hmm. Seymour. He was a one-eyed black man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Named Willie Seymour. That's hilarious. And he was married to Mrs. Betty Don't. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm totally kidding. That was... Anyways. And William Seymour was this humble, gracious man of God who... Uh, he w- he wasn't even allowed in um, this church where he had a... I mean, like, the, the other pastor was his friend, but segregation was so gnarly that he, he sat outside of this church in Houston... A little holiness church and he basically fell in love with with holiness doctrine and the the, and this doctrine of the baptism of the holy spirit Mm. with you know the evidence of speaking in tongues and and prophecy and all kinds of fun stuff sure and so i am i am just excited about i'm excited about a lot of stuff man i'm just jazzed I'm, i'm i think that the lord i think that we're gonna see more people get uh uh, more souls saved this this semester than ever before. Mm. I think that uh, I also now this is just like this is a total conjecture, but in 1906, 1905, 1906, right around the time that Azusa Street was happening, there was an earthquake that happened in San Francisco that killed over 10,000 people in one day. And what that did was it woke everybody up, like it like shocked 
you know what I mean? It shocked the whole West Coast, mm. and everybody's going, "Why did this happen? Could could this have been from God? Like, oh my gosh, what did this?" And it and it created this consciousness of life is very right. brief, like the like the folding of a leaf, like the like. In other words, there is eternity. We as Christians, what we believe, pagans believe that this is all you have, that this is the life that you've got, and you got to just live it up. And I could understand if if I was a pagan, I would want to protect my health and my stuff and whatever. If that's all, if this is all I've got, hmm. but as Christians, that's not true. This is this is not even the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have eternity to look forward to. I just think it's funny how like even you know when when you are you know uh, you said you didn't want to bring this up, but even as you are kind of. Uh, seceding or, or laying down this this hope that you had for for uh, an elected official to step into office right you're like it's gonna be the best year of our lives oh it's gonna but be the, the best year ever but to the to the non-christian it's like if their elected official didn't make it it's like our life is over and so that that duality there is really interesting. Well, in Romans, Romans 8, it says that, for we know that all things, I mean, everybody quotes it all the time, all things work for the good of those who love him and who are mm. called according to his purpose. And you either believe that or you don't. Like <laughs> So in other words, either Joe Biden getting in was is the best thing for us and for our growth in Jesus, or it's not. But the Bible clearly says that it is. It's going to be mm. awesome. Mm. Dude, we're going to have a blast. Yeah. So what's the call to, to to student ministries, to ministries across the U.S.? What's the call to the church right now to what what do people need? To, what kind of mentality do people need to go in this church? I don't know. This, this, no, you don't know? For everybody? Like, like let's say our I have ministry. no idea. Let's say, let's say our ministry. Like, oh, us. Like, is it a, like is it me? A, is it a call to boldness? <laughs> is it a call to like... Let's let's get on fire about like getting on campus and reaching. Yeah, people, have fun. You know, get a hold of God and have a blast. <laughs> I mean, make like just have fun. I love you, Jonathan. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to. Just I get mean, a hold of God and have some, get a hold of have God. A good time. <laughs> I mean, I'm turning the news off. Like at this yeah. point, like okay. So you asked earlier, like about how much time you know, or I don't know. You said something about the news earlier. I at this point, my suggestion is you know just to have a blast mm. like get a hold of jesus and love you know love the hell out of people it's literally simple. literally like mm. love the hell out of them <laughs> like you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. have have more fun than anybody else mm. like we had family small group last night and uh we have this one sweet kid in our in our family small group his name's logan mm. and he's i think he's 12 or 12 or 13 and he just and he loves Jesus and he's helping us reach other neighborhood kids in our neighborhood. And last night our house was it was like a blessed mess, dude. It was like, you know, the cars are out of the driveway. There's like there's like a million scooters and bikes and like college students and you know what I mean? And it's just like a lot of noise, a lot of stuff. And my wife was like, you know, I think that we really ought to Jenny was like, and it was like the best idea ever. And I told her, I was like, that's like a very Pentecostal, awesome idea. <laughs> she said, she said, next week, why don't we just take worship? Like we need to do worship with the kids. Why don't we take the worship to the front lawn? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think that that's what, I think that's what God wants is, mm. is, is, uh, is for it's the light of the world. Yeah. Just like, I mean, it's a blast. If Jesus is boring or if if Christianity is boring, then it's probably not Christianity. No, it's not Christianity because <laughs> God is not boring. God is a God is so much fun. And and it doesn't mean that you're not going to whatever face stuff or whatever, but it's still like there's meaning behind it. You're not going to have meaning with anything else. Like mm. I I have a great purpose to my life, a great meaning to my life. Um yeah, anyways. No. Yeah, what do you think? Wow. Are you looking at the clock? No, I was yeah, I was just checking that we're we're good on time. We got any more comments, Max? What what do we got? What are you oh. thinking, Max? <laughs> yes, uh, I didn't see this. Uh, Brian said, "Do you think that we Christians will face any specific persecution on campus in the coming year? And if so, what do you think it would be?" Does he have the gift of prophecy, ladies? 
Uh, I'll tell you what you're going to see. Actually, you know what I haven't seen at A&M? I don't think I have. I don't think I've gotten... Well, no, that's not true. Maybe when the street preachers come. But outside of that, I don't think I've gotten... I haven't gotten any middle fingers here. Mm. I don't think. Or any loud FUs. Really? I don't think so. No, A&M's great. At San Antonio, you're going to get FUs and middle fingers Mm. and... (laughs) I mean, this is still America, and not only that, guys. This is A and M. This is not like, I mean, persecution. (laughs) I was at the van store the other day, and the lady. I mean, what I am seeing right now is there is a very real um, kind of a pride, or like a that you just kind of got to get used to. Where, like, I'll tell people, like, I try to be as friendly as possible with whoever's helping me. And I always tell them, God bless you. Mm. You know, thank you for doing such a good job. God bless you. And it is always interesting to me about like when people just don't respond. You know what I mean? When So that's about, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if somebody, if you're doing something super spicy, I don't. Yeah. I don't really expect a lot of, I mean, unless they're inciting violence, unless they're saying kill Christians, but it's going to blow up in their face. So, I mean, even at that, we should kind of welcome it. It's a little bit of a bittersweet idea. But it's like, you know, if well, I, need- I don't, I mean, I don't want, I, I don't, I don't want anybody like physically harming you or anybody else, but right. I don't think, I, I just don't see maybe in a couple years. Okay. Let's talk about that. This, this idea that I, I've thought of, I, I wanted to launch this initiative called the good shepherd initiative. Um, basically like great name. If we, if we as a church want to be good stewards of our church, right. Of our church body, should we have some type of not like bunkers right but some type of plan where we're like okay like this person has a piece of land this if we have to move out of the city for it for a piece of time you know what i'm saying like, are you a prepper or no, what dude no, no. come on dude be real <laughs> I, dude, I, homeboy's a prepper dude no <laughs> i love i love thinking about this stuff though but like let's say like i have a place to go i know where i'm gonna go instantly <laughs> I am a prepper. You're like, you're, like, prepper. you're like, and I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm going. Well, no, that's the thing. I'm like, but there's definitely people in our congregation that might not have a good, safe place to go. So that for one. And then when, like, at what case do we I, physically defend ourselves, you know, and our families and move them? Oh, my gosh, away? dude. You're like, oh, you're like, let's go. Let's Holy go, moly. boy. <laughs> um, I mean. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you where I stand okay. personally about it is that I don't want to make decisions based on like a, f- a fleshly fear. Right. right. Like and I, there was a crew that I that I there was like a school of thought probably a number of years ago before Trump got in and um <clears throat> and I had friends that would talk about it, about getting land and about getting, you know, having a place and da da da. da. And it and it never really produced a lot of peace mm. in my heart when I thought about it. And and I'm not saying that there's anything. I don't think there's anything sinful about it, and I don't think there's anything. But for me personally, and for my family personally, uh, I kind of was like, if stuff if stuff hits the fan, like who better for my neighbors to turn to, to mm. see God and to see God's power move than the Christians in the neighborhood. Like, and I do believe that, I mean, God has made specific promises to his people that he will take care of us, whatever that means. Right. And so, you know, when the rubber meets the road, we'll see, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking to, to prepare. Anything I'm like not looking to, yeah. Like, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I I just have a conviction of like, we're going to take care of our kids. We're going to take care of our family. And then like, we're going to be a blessing. That's a really good point. To whoever is around. Because if we're absent, then it's like these people in the midst of the chaos can't hear about. There's Jesus no gospel. And, yeah. yeah. If you take the, if you take the salt and light away, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm just not. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, in the midst of persecution, because I know there's like a lot of, uh, eschatological scholars that think that the great tribulation and these these times of trials is a big uh catalyst to the great commission being fulfilled 
And so it, it would make sense that if you just were you're just like, ah, just run away, you you wouldn't be perpetuating this this gospel message and the fulfillment yeah. of the Great Commission. I mean, people have to have neighbors. I mean, people have to have, yeah, somebody, somebody needs to be there to... Can I add on to that? Yeah. If Jonah can give the worst sermon ever. I was, I was reading this over the break. I was talking about it with my mom. The worst sermon went, you have so many days before God smites you. And the whole city got saved. They put sackcloths on the cows. If the worst sermon yeah. in written history can bear that much fruit, us staying where we are and letting our lives like have the power that they're called to be, like who knows what can happen, right? Like Nineveh got saved when Jonah was in danger with that, like imagine if we like actually stand up and do this with enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so Jonathan, last little nugget, last little hoorah as a people, what's the direction we should be going? What attributes should we have in this time period? That's the second one you've asked me where it's like what we should, I don't know. I don't know. Like the our, direction our people, that our people, the direction that I want to go yeah. and the direction that I would love for is, I mean, you are a pastor. I want to. I want people. Totally, totally. <laughs> I want to have. I'll just say it again. Have as much fun as you can. Enjoy God as best you can. Mm. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Turn off the news, and minister everywhere you go. Mm. Everywhere you go, just minister, and just find people that are lonely, and encourage them, and talk to them about what you're reading talk to them about like there's 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 people right now whose minds are filled with they're they're just they're unhappy and they're worried and they're freaked out you know and there's people on our on our campus right now that are suicidal and lonely and they just need a friend Mm -hmm. and if you want a friend be a friend just be you know what i mean yeah and it can literally change somebody's life so just have but have fun doing it like have just man it's like what a, i think this is like the greatest blessing to be alive at this time in history this is like the best it's mm. so much fun it's going to be the best year of our lives the best year of our lives i believe that without a shadow of a doubt mm. the best year of our life mm. period wow thank you jonathan Absolutely. Coming on the podcast, we're gonna get you back to your family. Hey, thank you um, for this. Thanks for letting me drink out of this wonderful <laughs> Louis Vuitton limited edition AM Yeti mug. Shout out, Kara. This is not a that. sponsored video. <laughs> Let's go. Um, thank you guys for watching. If you are listening to the podcast, come on over to YouTube, Created Curious with Bailey Mullins. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, give us a rate and review. Uh, but we would love to see you on Tuesday. We have Andrew Thomas at five o'clock. It's gonna be a banger. Okay, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you later. It's so fun. Dude, we got all spicy with Trump at the beginning, bro. <laughs> <laughs>